The first reading this morning is three verses from Paul's letter to Colossians, chapter 3, starting at verse 23, and that's on page 1119 of the Church Bibles. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Those who do wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favouritism. The second reading is from the Gospel of John, and is on page 1009 of the Church Bibles. Chapter 5, first 15 verses. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralysed. One who was there had been an invalid for 37 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath, and so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that, there was, that was there. Later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Chris, welcome. Um, Chris is going to bring us his reflections from uh, those couple of passages. Um, Let's pray for him as he comes. Lord God, as Chris comes to talk to us about theme of service, we thank you for his service and his heart of service. We thank you for the energy and enthusiasm with which he serves us uh, on Sunday mornings and with which he uh, pursues his service uh, of you in the world. And I pray that this morning we'll catch uh, something of that energy and enthusiasm for service uh, from him to take away with us. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you, David. Good morning, everyone. So we're looking at service of others, and it's our third part in the gospel, this vision that we believe as the body of Christ. I'm just trying to find these slides. They've disappeared. But I have got some uh, slides that will help us as we go through uh, the scriptures and look at what does it mean to be people who serve others and know that it makes a difference. So this is our vision as uh, the church. This is what we uh, believe that we exist for. And we believe we exist for the service of others. Now, I've made my career in service of others. It's what I've always done. Fresh out of university, worked as a community worker, and then I set up a, a charity, a ministry called The Light Project, up and down the country. We exist to serve others and reveal Jesus so that people can get what we've got as followers of him. And we even train people to serve others up to degree level in theology, mission and evangelism. Uh, My role as city centre chaplain in Peterborough uh, is often in service of others. This is something we did when it was mega cold. We made a couple of uh, hat and scarf trees and uh, we said to people, if you feel nippy, take one or maybe even donate one. And people wanted to know why, why are you giving these things away? And we found ourselves saying things like, we want you to know what God is like, that he's kind. That he's someone who's really close to you, a bit like this hat, someone who's with you. Uh, on a Friday morning, most Friday mornings, I serve others, uh, not beer in the pub, but I serve others through listening. I spend a lot of my time listening to people. Uh, on Friday, after I'd given, I painted stones. I usually paint prayers for people in the pub. And I painted these stones uh, that I'd collected over the years with words of encouragement on them or pictures. And I went and gave them out. And as the team are packing up and they're heading off, a guy grabs me. He goes, excuse me, I see that you're the chaplain. Can I talk with you? And he, for half an hour, just poured out his heart the most horrendous experiences that he had uh, as a young man and the difficulties that he was having as a grown-up and the problems that he was having with, with drink. I serve people. I love serving people. Now, as a church, we serve the community through 19, the cafe, through food bank, through youth and community projects. But particularly this morning, I want to talk about service of others as individuals, our neighbours, our friends, our work colleagues, our school friends, service of others individually. And there are four questions that I want to take us through. Well, what do we mean by service? Now, according to scripture, what signs show that we really are making a difference? Thirdly, how uh, can I make a difference? And then lastly, we're going to look at how can I make a greater difference? So, what do we mean by service? Now, to run the risk of taking the Colossians uh, passage out of context, it was written at the time, to slaves. 
Now, in the particular context of Colossae and Paul writing to the church, to have a slave as a family was like us having a family car. There was no, there was absolutely nothing wrong that was looked within that particular culture and context. And Paul is talking to the slaves who have become followers of Christ. And he says, oh, what's happened to the slides? He says, everything you do all the time, do as if you are serving the Lord Jesus. I wonder within our work and our roles whether we might feel somewhat trapped, perhaps like a slave, doing things that we certainly don't particularly want to do and we've become somewhat stuck in what we do. And service doesn't mean Monday 3 to 5 when we serve with that particular club or food bank. It doesn't mean Sunday morning when we serve within these four wards. It doesn't mean, it means all the time when we are at work, at school, with our neighbours. It's about our attitude and belief that we can be people who make a difference. I'm always challenged by Brother Lawrence and his tiny little book called The Practice of the Presence of God, which is attributed to him. Have you come across it? It's a tiny little book. And he would meet with the Lord Jesus in the most mundane activities. And there's stories of him peeling carrots, but him being in joyous ecstasy as he is in the presence of God. And he writes this, We ought not to be weary of doing little things for the love of God, who regards not the greatness of the work, but the love with which it is performed. The love in which it is performed. So when we're talking about service, it's our heart attitude Is it our love for those around us, for our work colleagues, for our neighbours? It's about words, the good news words. It's about works, showing others what God is like. It's about wonders, seeing miracles. But it's also about the words that we speak, the kindness, about our work nine to five. It's about our wonders, where we go and the people that we meet on our journeys. It's about being God's hands and feet. Now, according to Scripture, what signs show that we really are making a difference? I had this thought when I heard uh, the story from John 5 this morning. It's a thought that I hadn't prepared on sharing. And the thought was this. That person that I'm hearing about, that person who performed that miracle, who said, get up after 37 years, said, get up, take take your mat, walk, be healed. That person lives in me. The most holy, powerful, miracle-performing person ever lives in me, lives in you. So when we serve others, we need to be expectant 
of making a difference. In Matthew 5, Jesus declares, well, the result, the fruit of shining like a light for others to see means that people will praise God. And we've read in John 5, people find wholeness and healing. We read in Luke 5, people become followers, the first friends of Jesus called to follow him. In Mark 5, we read people are set free. The painful story of the young man who was in the tombs, amongst the tombs, chained, who would cut himself, who had a legion of demons within him, was set free. Scripture shows and Jesus reveals to us that to serve others makes a huge difference. I don't know if you picked up on the number of years that this man would, be, uh, would lie and he would be laid by the pool. 37 years. Now, we haven't got time this morning to unpack Uh, the story behind the pool. But needless to say, the first one that got in the bath with the angel, who was stirring up the waters, seemed to have been healed. And this man was looking for that opportunity for 37 years. And Jesus meets with him, asks one question, and he is healed. When we serve others, it it seems to sort out what we believe and what we really believe. See, we believe that Jesus is able to do these things, don't we? He's able to make a difference. Do we really believe that he's able to make a difference through me, through you? And this morning, I wonder if the challenge is us uh, to cross that bridge from what we believe to what we really believe. That when we offer to pray for someone, our neighbour, when we ask someone, uh, are you all right? When we look to show the Lord Jesus to our work colleagues, it brings us from what we believe to what we really believe. I remember a team from Belfast Bible College coming to work in Chester many years ago. And they did something called the Jesus Video Project. I mean, that's just showing how many years ago it was. It's when everyone had video recorders. And uh, they, they went out to offer on Westminster Road, the road that Ruth and I lived on. They went to offer a video to everyone. Now, I'd done this. And it didn't work. No one uh, wanted a video from me. They came back and there were 16 people within that street who had said, yes, please, I'd like a video. Yes, please come back and talk to me about it next week. 16. And when they came back, I said, 16? No way. 16 people want you to come back. That's incredible. See, when I did it, it just didn't work. And I remember the team leader looked at me and said, yeah, but did you expect it to work? Did you expect it to work? And in all honesty, I hadn't. 
hadn't believed it could make any difference. Offering a video for someone to watch about the life of Jesus. And here was this young team from Belfast Bible College who had such an expectancy that Jesus and they, them serving others would make a difference. So can I make a difference? Well, yes. One of the wonderful things about being a Baptist minister in this tradition is this belief in the priesthood of all believers, not just me, that each one of us is called to change this world for Jesus. And it's a lie of the enemy. We have an enemy, a devil who uh, lies to us, who would say to us, you're not good enough. You're not qualified enough. You're not holy enough. Jesus says of this enemy that his mother tongue is lies. And this morning, I wonder if we need to believe the truth that we can make a difference to those around us as we serve them. We can. Furthermore, there's a non-stop adventure in serving people. Now, I don't do what I do because of the buzz, but my goodness, the joy and the adventure and the excitement in serving others it blows me away. Perhaps you've experienced it. As you've just, with a heart pounding, have offered to pray for a neighbour. Or, or perhaps you've stopped for someone in the shop to reach out to them to help. Perhaps you've done something to share your faith. And afterwards, that exhilaration, there is an adventure in serving People in putting on those glasses of I'm here to serve and to change this world for Jesus. Well, how can we make a greater difference? Each one of us needs to see the woods through the trees, or rather, the person through the people amongst the crowds. It's something I need to do uh, on a Tuesday when uh, I serve within our little cafe in Great Gransden. We open it up and sometimes we get up to 80 people in our sleepy little village who will come along and uh, most of the time I'm making lattes or cappuccinos or flat whites or trying to do anyway. And I, I may have shared this story previously but there was, there was a, a couple of builders who came in. They were big, big builders. And as I'm making someone a cappuccino... I've just got this thought, I need to pray for one of those guys. It's seen the wood through the trees. I mean, it's busy, but I need to stop what I'm doing and I need to serve and, and reach out to one of those builders. And in particular, I felt like I needed to pray for one of their backs. So I, I stop what I'm doing. I turn the, the coffee machines off and as they're, the big burly builders are leaving... I say, excuse me, I need to pray for one of you. And they're big. I'm looking up at them. And they're like, you what? I was, like, I was making a coffee and I just felt I needed to pray for one of you, for one of your backs. And one of the, big, the biggest builders says, well, that's me. That's me. So oh, can I pray for you now? He says, yeah, yeah, why not? It's busy. People are around. They're looking. They're wondering what's going on. 
Uh, I said, can I put my hand on your back? He goes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a bit uncomfortable. It looked like I was just putting my hand on his bottom, you know, from a distance. Like, what's he doing? And I said a simple prayer for this big, burly builder uh, for God to heal his back. And he was so grateful that I prayed for him. So grateful. He didn't tell me where to go. He didn't push me away. He was so grateful that I would stop and pray for him. You see, availability trumps qualifications. And perhaps you're sitting here this morning thinking, well, I'm not, just not qualified to serve people. How can I serve people? Your availability, your daring to ask God to say, okay, I'll serve people around me. I'll look for those opportunities around me. It trumps any qualification. And perhaps for some of us this morning, we need to make a start today to be able to say, Lord Jesus, I will serve you through serving others. I'll serve you through serving others. It may be as you go from this place that you'll see someone and ask how they're doing and whether you could pray for them. Perhaps to go around to a neighbour. Perhaps someone in your street that you know you need to just knock on their door and see how they're doing. To bring some flowers, perhaps, on Mother's Day to someone who, you know, will be alone. And we can make a greater difference if we remember that service of others is a slipstream activity that we walk within the slipstream of the Lord Jesus who has come to save this world. When we reach out to someone, we know the Lord Jesus has gone before us. When we serve a work colleague, he's there. When we offer to pray, when we bring good news, he's there. We walk within his slipstream. I just think of all those over the years that I've been able to meet through being in the right place at the right time. Simply being able to say, I'm ready to serve. And sometimes it is hours of nothing. Nothing. And I've done what I've done as City Centre Chaplain for, uh, in Peterborough for nearly 10 years. And there has been days and weeks where nothing has happened. But then I think of Jo. Jo, who was on her way to end her life that evening, who I just bumped into. I think of the young man who was standing on top of Queensgate Shopping Centre, ready to jump and to end his life. And he felt compelled to call into the church that he saw in the distance. The church that we were at just for that moment. Just for that moment. We just called in. I think of Sean in the pub who had pressed self-destruct over his life. And we were able to pray for him. And to see him become better. 
availability, availability. Love this quote. (laughs) The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. The service of others, it truly makes a difference. I wonder this morning if you need to believe that. By service, it means all the time, everywhere. Scripture shows us that it means transformed lives. And each one of us is called to make a difference, regardless of how we feel. Each one of us make a difference, to change this world for Jesus. And we can make a greater difference if we are available, if we dare to say, Lord Jesus, I will serve you through serving others. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you call us. You call us to follow you in changing this world for you. I thank you that you uh, know each one of us here and you know how we feel about serving others. You know about our work colleagues, those that we struggle with, you know about our friends. But Lord, would you show us how we may serve Would you help us to be people who truly serve others? Who look for those word, works, wonders, wherever we are. In Jesus' name, amen.